3: This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on v
4: Okay, it's a Sunday here on Memorial Day weekend. That means barbecues, baptisms, and Game 7s. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. I think that makes sense. That sounds about right. I'm sure. You've got Sienna getting baptized today. Got a Game 7 coming up, 8.30 your time tonight. We'll get into the stats as we say, good morning. It is Memorial Day weekend. I always feel a little trite, Michael Lombardi, when I say, You know, those that serve and protect, because I didn't, but they're certainly braver than I, and we represent today on Memorial Day Sunday.
5: You know, as a kid growing up here in this little beach town, Memorial Day was always symbolic with the start of Little League Baseball. You know, you'd have the Memorial Day parade and then get the hot dogs and then you would actually start. How come hot dogs are always involved in everything like right by (laughs) you and everything? That's good. Right. And then, you know, you go through the parade and you start your Little League Baseball season. It's kind of a, a great memory to have. And it's a great way to honor those who have served, who have fought for the freedom that we seem to enjoy today.
4: And as we learned yesterday, Ocean City, New Jersey is officially open for summer and open for open. business, so everybody's good to go. You're right. The, as you call them hot dogs, how did we become basically so, so Americana when you say hot dogs? You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's, I think- Italy's got the good dishes. We got hot dogs, although hot dogs are very tasty.
5: Yeah, they are. But, I mean, is there anything better than some of those, you know, you go into the the, the regions of Italy where they make the best bread and and whatever they put on it, it's going to be incredible. So they don't need the hot dogs. You know, they don't need that. So... (laughs) Look, it, it, it's, it's always Altura. I think that's the name of the, the, the city of, of bread, it's called, and that's where they make the best bread in Italy. I don't think they have a hot dog within a region.
4: Well, you know, one thing I didn't realize until I moved to New York is all my friends' parents in New York and Jersey and the surrounding tri-state, they had a bread guy. They went to a place specifically to get bread. Sure, yeah. This, growing up in the Midwest, you just went to the grocery store. In, yeah, no, in, not, in, not, in tri-state, you go to a bread person, you go to a it, butcher.
5: It, it, in this town there's a bread guy his name's Benny he's no longer alive uh, Benny sold his 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 son took it over and then his son sold it there's two Benny's uh, B- Benny's bread is spectacular it's only good for one day one day only you can only you got to buy it eat it and then that's it there's no preservatives in it but it is the it is the bread of the town and and that's just what in it, it, The man who made it had this little deli. When I was a kid, I used to go in there and order a sandwich from him, and that's where I got the line, and, well, you should, young man, because that's what he told me. Anytime I ordered it, he would always say, and, well, you should, young man. So I, I took that. I, he looked like a pharmacist, but he was a baker. It was incredible.
4: I'm remissive. That's, I didn't...
5: A, that's a work of art. You know, I wrote that about the Daily Coach. These the, these people that have such great passion for baking, this man in, in the south of France that we wrote about in the Daily Coach, about his ability to, to start. He's his ja- own janitor. He starts his wood oven. He makes all the bread. He needs the bread. He starts. He makes the dough. It just does everything every day and constantly. I mean, that's what's called passion. That's what, what great players have is that passion to play. You know, I saw a Sports70 tweet the other day. He talked about Michael Jordan at age 40, played 82 games and th- averaged 37 minutes and didn't take a night off.
4: That's 100% true with the Wizards. R.I.P. Benny, by the way. We should have started with the bread guy in R.I.P. Did you say Lenny or Benny? <laughs>
5: Benny Benny, Benny. you know and it's funny I don't even know Benny's last name I didn't even know Benny's last name but Benny was from the same area that my grandparents were from so that was like so this whole this whole area becomes like it's parts of Italy that you di- you don't even You didn't realize they just write letters back and people came over.
4: One day we're going to do a remote, a Lombardi line remote from Italy. That would be, that's going to be the, that's going to be the
5: bonds in. We got to get the Biloxi first. We got to try to get the Biloxi first. We got to go hang out with Carl
4: before we do that. So 145 game sevens, Butler carries the heat back to South beach, 145 game sevens. How many has the home team won? Now, this is just straight up. ATS is a different story. 145 home teams won. How many?
5: I would say 80% of the time. Say that's 110, 105. (laughs) That's
4: insane. 111 and 34 home teams straight up home teams game seven who have won game six are 11 and three since oh three so this bodes well for the heat as we take a look I, here's my question for you and as you take a look at the number i think you and i were a little surprised it's up to three at a few shops yeah. with boston opening two and a half up to three i'll get you the splits from BetMGM. mgm look at that total that total dropped from a one ninety seven and a half down to one ninety five. I mean, I obviously, like it even more. Now I, on I the know over. on the
5: over, right? I mean, I, the, if it's one ninety five, we're looking at a ninety five to ninety game, right? I mean, we're looking at one. That's one eighty five. I mean, that, you know, I mean, that's to me, that's small. I, and there's if you're if you're playing this today, there's juice on the two and a half. Yep. So I got a couple shops up know, to three. You're better off just going money line here. You know, I, I think to me the money line play here is, you know, we say that, but whoever's won this game, who's ever won the the game, they've covered.
4: You know, obviously, we understand the prevalence of unders in Game 7s. Back to 03, you're looking at about a 61 62% clip to the unders. But we'll get into why, Michael and myself, why we like the over today. By the way, first half, you may want to focus on the first half under today. The last eight Game 7s in the postseason have gone under. Okay, today's first half number is 95 and a half. Now, there's reasons for these unders. Specifically in this series, the pace is really over the last three, Michael. The pace has slowed down. You and I discussed yesterday the Celtics have been so just plodding and sp- like they, they, they everything's slowed down. Obviously, the defensive intensity goes up, and these are two teams that are injured and, frankly, seem a little gassed. You wonder yeah. if the heat left everything, and Jimmy Butler playing those minutes and the 47 points, and we got a profile on Butler. You wonder if they emptied the tank up in Boston.
5: Yeah, you know, that's always the concern is how's the bounce back? You know, now the over has, the, the over has gone over four of the last six games, as we go back, now Jimmy Butler has been sensational. There's no denying it. And, and it's hard to predict. because But when he came out in game five, he was trying to dominate. He just didn't have any juice in his lower body. Game six, it seemed better. Bless you. Excuse me, Patrick. No, you're fine. Bless you. G- game six, it was better. And, and if he's got that type of mentality – he ends up being the best player on the court but i really believe today that Tatum's going to try to match him i think Tatum plays well today i think Smart will play well today and i actually think i think Brown will continue to play well today i, I that's why i like the over because i think the best players are going to play well today i think it's going to be it's there's no turning back now okay the so, minutes are going to go up the benches are going to tighten yeah, down and look right. there's only two games in the series that have been to, to get to this under. And they've been two of the last three games, right? So on May 23rd, when Boston won, it was 102 82. And then the next game, it went 93 80. Other than that, it's gone over the 200 number all the time.
4: So you just brought up Tatum, and I'm glad you started there because while he had 30 points in game six, he was 9 of 12 from the field. He needs to be more aggressive. We, t- we, t- we talked about the heat, and Spolster is brilliant, but we talked about them forcing the ball out. Of Tatum's hands and he was making the right decisions but he has to get off more than 12 attempts he has no to doubt. do he has to pull a Jimmy Butler down in South Beach I, I truly believe that
5: I do and I think that's where the mentality will be I think the mentality will be we've got to do that look this series started off where Boston's you know Boston has made it's interesting that, that when you break down the three pointers in, in the game right when you break down who's Who's made three-point shots? When Boston won the first game, they made twenty-three pointers. Then they they lost the second game; they only made twelve. They won the third. They they won the fourth game; they only made eight. Then they won the they won another. They won it made ten, and then they lost shooting, make a ten. Whereas this is all about making three-pointers. When when Miami makes them, they're really good. They made fifteen the other night.
4: Well, let me back up. If you are Backing Boston today after a loss, and also as road favorites, we've got some numbers to support you. After a loss, straight up, the Celtics are 25 and 11 this year, they're 23 and 13, over 63 percent this year. ATS and in the postseason, Michael, they're 5 and 0 straight up, 5 and 0 ATS after a loss. This is where the Celtics are coming off a loss, they've been perfect in the postseason here
5: yeah and, and, and it's and that's what makes this so complicated is because it's always the mental toughness of the team that challenges back but this is going to come down to who shoots the best right I mean when when Boston can't when, when excuse me when Miami can't win they shoot 31 percent I mean the other night when they lost when they only scored 83 80 points they shot 31 percent you know and when they lost to uh, 102 to 82 they shot 33 when they shoot 46 percent they win. It's. It really is. It's not. I know it sounds simplistic, but that's the reality of today. And, and I think that ultimately, I think the good players are going to play well. I, I don't think this game is going to scare anybody. I think both teams are mentally tough. Both teams have tough-minded players that will play hard and will play physical and understand the importance of every possession.
4: I know it sounds basic. And,
5: and I, 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 I think it'll translate into points. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Michael.
4: I know it sounds basic to say because I know you love Butler, and trust me, I know it sounds basic to say empty the tank up there in Boston. But we hadn't seen anything from him. You talked constantly about no juice in his legs. He wasn't being aggressive. Game six was an anomaly. That's why I'm wondering: is that was that a spurt?
5: Yeah, but it's funny how they—you know—the Heat were so good at home. They lost two games down there in this series. Are they going to lose three? I mean, that's what – you know, are you losing three games on your home court to get to the finals? I mean, if you do that, if you do that and you're Pat Riley, you're saying, wait a minute, what, th- this is – we got home court advantage and we lost three home court games. I mean, that that's just doesn't make a lot – you know, that that's the real hard part about it, you know?
4: Well, they've been great at home. They're 36-14 and 14 straight up at home. The Heat, they're 30-19-1 ATS, so that's over 61%. You nailed it. They've dropped two straight at home. Outside of that, they've been immaculate at home this year. They're going to lose three straight, like you said. That is huge.
5: That's huge. I just don't see it. I mean, you know, and, and is hero? I guess is hero well, playing the tonight? Question. How's his groin?
4: And their offensive rating with hero on the court. Let's talk about that when we come back. That groin. Now he's missed three straight. He's a twenty-point scorer for them. Now, he's been a liability defensively, and I think a little bit of that has to do with the groin. But there's some big question marks. Robert Williams, will he or won't he? And Tyler Hero, when we come back, we'll discuss here on a Memorial Day Sunday. Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. This is v the Sports Betting Network.
1: Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists.
0: You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human.
1: This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation.
0: Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo.
6: You're listening to The Lombardi Line on vsin, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
4: Okay, we mentioned the betting splits. Well, you can find them over at vsin.com. You got the money and bets for every game. They're updated every 10 minutes, so it's super sharp today's games and also future events. We're trying to help you become a more sophisticated better over here at vsin, and you can do so by checking out the betting splits at vsin.com. And as we welcome you back, A happy Memorial Day weekend to you all. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. As we do welcome you back, so the splits on today's game, I'm going to tell you something that's fascinating. First off, the Celtics are getting hammered here. 70% 70% of the bets, 72% of the handle uh, over at BetMGM right now on the Celtics. That's why we saw the two and a half up to three at a couple of shops. But how about the total? So we've seen the total come down two points, 197.5, 198.5, down to 195.5. But 78% of the bets and 79% of the handle, so 80% on the over. And I hate to use the word, but that potentially signifies sharp money on the under because you're seeing the percentages, Michael. I know I hate to use it, but you're seeing the percentages going over the total, yet it's dropping considerably. A two-three-point drop is considerable here.
5: A huge drop, right? But I think what we've seen is two of the last three games is what this number is. And they're banking on, if you're banking on the under, you're banking on the team's not shooting well. Somebody's shooting in the 30% mile. I don't see how Miami doesn't shoot well at home in this game. I really don't. You know, so I I guess feel like I know everybody feels like game sevens are intense. People are very strategic. They protect the ball. No turnovers. You know, I I don't think that's the case in this game. I think this is a game where the good players are mentally tough. They're going to play as well as they play. They're not going to back down to the challenge. I mean, Butler's not scared. Tatum's not scared. You know, I think what happens is, you know, I listened to John Calipari on a podcast the other day, and he was talking about how he takes guys out of the game when, after they won't shoot because they kind of get scared. It's like none of these guys in this game are scared. Brown's not scared. You know, Marcus smart. We know he's not scared. And I think the fact that we, whoever wins the game has four days of rest to recoup. You know, I don't know what Butler did to his knee to make it feel better. <laughs> whether he got some cortisone, whether he, you know, whatever he was doing, but the treatment worked. Whatever he has to do, he's got to do it.
4: Yeah, like we said yesterday, it was more than a five-hour energy, which is how I like to start, or a, a Starbucks. I think he got a little, a little yeah. more of a jolt than that. But your point is well taken. We thought those stats would come back to the mean. Uh, remember. In games, what was it, four and five, the Heat combined from the field for like 31 33%. And then they shot over four, close to 43% from three and over 46% from the field overall in game six. So the Heat got back to what they do. And it's not like the Celtics were terrible. The Celtics were 45 percent from the field, a little over 33% from three. It's just you had really a vintage masterpiece performance by Butler. Can he carry that over? Yeah. Let me give you a stat quickly. The Heat are six and eight. Straight up an ATS after a Butler 30-plus point performance. So I bring that up to tell you, again, can he bring it? Can't, it will Lowry give you the same active minutes? Lowry right now is a game-time decision. You asked about Hero. Hero is a wait-and-see thing, according to Eric Spolstra. I mean, these are two huge question marks.
5: Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine that, that it, it, you know, as Belichick would often say, what are we saving it for? Like, what are you saving it for? It's either now or never, right? It's either now or never. And the one thing I think about that, that Miami has... Miami was is one of the best teams in the league defensively going through, and that's where it disappoints me. And what disappoints me about Boston is they haven't been able to handle Butler on the wing. They've got all these wing players, and if Smart's a little better, maybe he could handle Butler. I think that's going to be the key, how they handle Butler. I mean, if if you're... Odoku and you're sitting there coaching this team. You're going to take, try to take Butler out of the game. Aren't you going to try to trap him? Take Moy? Make somebody yes. else beat me, right?
4: Absolutely. No, you nailed it. And that's the same heat focus on Tatum. Now, the question for the Celtics, because you brought up Hero, which is really smart. I talked about their offensive rating, which goes down considerably. Without him on the court, they're 2-6 and six straight up, 1-7 ATS the Heat. Without Hero on the court, they're last eight overall. But how about Robert Williams? and the defense he provides. When he left in the fourth in game six, uh, getting to the rim was a much easier proposition.
5: Went. Yeah, they just they, they, they were not concerned about getting to the rim. Yep. You know, and, and we've said this before in other game sevens. What auxiliary player is going to make the difference? I, I don't know if that's the case in this game. I think the Stars have to make the difference. I, I think Smart's got to play well. I think Brown's got to play well. Uh, And I think Tatum's got to play well. The three of them have to play really well. And then Butler's going to need some help. Bam had that one great game. Now he was plus 13 in the last game. But he's, to me, he's got to play better. He's got to be more active. He's got to be the because he's going to get his opportunity because they're going to trap Butler. They're going to try to get the ball out of Butler's hands.
4: Yeah. And, you know, smart He's obviously banged up, but you brought it up yesterday. As far as distribution and ball handling, he's really the guy now. He's developed into a literal point guard. I, I never saw this coming, and you don't see somebody, what, six years uh, at this point now, six years into his career, kind of develop the way he has into a pure point guard, but that's what he is. He, uh, they're all banged up. We joked about it yesterday. It's real. Mm-hmm. I think your point is well taken. Uh, to simplify it, the Butler-Tatum matchup. And really, who steps up? If Butler's got another one where he can drain the gas tank, there's something to that. And Tatum, the same. Tatum's got to have more than 12 attempts. Even on 30 points, you look at it, you like the percentages, but he's got to be more aggressive in game seven. You
5: you know they are. You know they're going to start it. And we don't know who the officials are for the game. I just checked. Foster. How are they going to call this game, right? I just how I, are they going to call it?
4: I think Foster's in. I think the extender is in. But let me double check to make sure officials. But I thought I saw Scott Foster in the mix. I did not f- see it on my board. Let's see official. I, I saw somebody somebody with a blue check mark tweeted about it this morning. So I'll make sure I double check on that. But if it is the extender, what's What's more patriotic and Memorial Day Sunday like than a Scott Foster refereed game? Wouldn't you agree? And didn't
5: he just? Didn't he just want to? Didn't he just do the last game? Yeah, he was, in Golden State. Yeah, he
4: was up in Golden State. Yep, for the closeout. Uh, officials tonight. Okay, let me just make sure I check that out. Again, referee assignments. I will get those for you. Um, like we said. 80% of the bets, 80% of the handle hitting over over at BetMGM. And why we always call that out is because there's something fishy going on. We've now sitting on a total of 195.5. This feels like betting on 90s basketball, as opposed to yeah. seeing the 230s and 235s in modern day basketball.
5: But but we know two of the last three games have come to this number. It just doesn't seem right to me. I mean, I, I just think the I'm going with the superstar players. The players I and I think they're going to shine. I think they're going to shine. And I I can't imagine Miami having another bad shooting night on their own court. Can you? I mean, I just don't see it. This is where they play. I don't think home court's going to matter. I really don't. I'm not concerned about if you like Boston. I mean, I I could see that. But I do think that the, the game's not too big for any of these players. I don't think they'll be nervous.
4: It is indeed Scott Foster. Wow. You're welcome, America. Scott Foster's crew. By the way, Scott Foster, number 48, if you're taking score at home. Uh, James Capers is going to be on, in the mix with him. David Guthrie. So, But really what matters is Scott Foster. You're going to get a good look at him today. And if you're betting that total, he likes to extend these games. So it may bode well for our 195 and a half if we're going over that. <laughs> Scott Foster. But
5: well, Hopefully we'll get a good game. Listen,
4: injuries, blowouts, and then game six. We, we had some lead changes. That was the first. I talked about it yesterday. That was the first game in this series where we had a fourth quarter lead change. So we actually got a competitive game in game six. Hope that carries over.
5: Mm-hmm. Right? No doubt. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping we get a competitive game, a compelling game into the fourth where we've got to make some, some decisions, where we could see some adjustments. Look, I think both coaches, we haven't talked about, but I think both coaches are really good. I think Spolster's done a nice job, and Duque's done a really good job with his team defensively, you know, and I think ultimately working around the pieces that they've had to work around. I mean, Kyle Lowry and Struess don't make a shot in game five, and then in game six they both play much better. Yep. I mean, to me, uh, Butler's going to need those guys to play at that level to take some of the pressure off them.
4: Yes, yeah, Spolstra's on his way to the Hall of Fame. He's a hell of a coach. He, there's a lot there, I think you know this, dealing with Butler off the court and just kind of the culture. Butler can be a guy that is, I, 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 wouldn't, explain, I wouldn't call him a tough teammate, but he's tough on his teammates, and he, he expects accountability. Spolstra dealt with LeBron. Remember, LeBron tried to force him out when he first got there. Spolstra kind of settled yep. that in. And then in-game. I just thought the second half was a masterpiece by Spolstra in game six where, you know, a, a lot of trapping on defense, forcing the ball out of Tatum's hands. They didn't get any looks. Tatum and Brown didn't get any looks in the fourth. The one thing that would concern you is Brown missing those free throws late in game six. You know, got a little yeah. tight there at home. And you wonder if the Celtics squandered an opportunity that was sitting perfectly for him. And by the way, the books indicated it as well. They were nine point favorites in game, yeah, in game six.
5: I mean, it just shows you that the book is, like, way off. I mean, like, we think that number is moving. But, look, that number was moving towards Boston the other day.
4: Yep, 100%. So, there it is again. I'm just happy. Look, I thank the Heat because – I know we've got racing. We got the, we've got the Indy 500. We got the Monaco Grand Prix going on right now. I know you're a big horse. Uh, you got your, racing. Guy. You got
5: soccer. What Real Madrid did they win? Yes, you got Real Madrid going? in Paris beat Liverpool. I paid attention. Yeah. I was looking for that this morning. I that was saw a
4: mess it. trying to, for the Liverpool fans trying to get into that stadium was an absolute mess. But we've got a game seven coming up tonight. The two best words, as your buddy Will Hill says in sports, a game seven coming up next. Who would you rather have some quarterback breakdowns in the NFL? It's a Lombardi line on a Sunday.
6: To the Lombardi Line on V featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay,
4: first bet wants you to get in on all the horse racing action. Sign up today with the promo code VEGAS1000. Receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. Visit slash horses for details. That's slash horses and use that bonus code VEGAS1000. We got you back here on the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the Veasan Studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi is there in New Jersey, hanging out as summer has officially opened up uh, there. On the, I was there. There was a study actually yesterday. I was looking at. I was thinking about you because. You know, the Jersey Shore beaches don't get the respect nationally that they deserve. But people, it's like a hidden gem how beautiful the Jersey Shore beaches are. And there was this site that was ranking the Jersey Shore beaches as the best beaches in America. And I thought, stand up and be proud.
5: Why not? No doubt. I mean... I mean, Ocean City always seems to win the Best Beaches Award all the time. They have got great beaches, and with the boardwalk as a backdrop, if you go to the beaches where the boardwalk is situated, it's kind of neat. But then there's beaches away from the boardwalk, which are, you know, they've done a great job of dredging, keeping the island, the sand, beaches full, and uh, white sandy beaches, and there's no bugs. So it's really a, a, a nice time down there. It's you, great. And once the water warms up a little bit, it's even better. I was going to say, you know? what
4: can you jump in the water on May twenty? Ninth, or are we look at, it's a probably it's be, a little the, the fr- other frosty. day
5: it depends on the it always depends on the stream you know the, the if there's a southern stream that comes up it can get warm i mean i think it's it was 60 60 other day i heard it was 72 the other day i mean it cha- it varies so much based on the wind direction
4: now you wrote over at vison.com about patrick mahomes now this might yeah. seem like a pretty basic question let's go ahead and throw up the who would you rather have now you look at the numbers from last year these numbers are identical with josh allen and patrick mahomes Now, again, eight out of 10 people are going to say Mahomes. He's got the championship. He's just 26 years old. Who would you rather have here, Allen or Mahomes? But it's a good comparison for you because you did bring up over at vcin.com that Mahomes simply needs to play better in 2022.
5: You know, I mean, I was never a big Josh Allen guy because I've never seen great quarterbacks become that more accurate. And Josh Allen disproved that. I mean, he became much more accurate with his throws over the the, over his four year career in Buffalo really has done a much better job with that. And and I think when you look at his splits and you look at, you know, what he's able to do, he's really improved. I mean, he started out when you broke down his percentages, Patrick, you know, 25% of the time his rookie year, he was making bad throws. That number's down to 17% of the time. But where Josh Allen to me has become a different player. And I, and I, this is the thin line they're going to have to walk on this year, is his ability to rush. He had 122 carries last year, the most he's ever had in his career. He averaged 6.3 yards per carry. Now, his rookie season, he averaged set over seven. But that was a little bit more of, hey, we're just going to scramble. If it breaks down, I'm going to take off. This 122 carries really started after the win game in Buffalo with New England, where New England kind of shut him down. And then he became the single-wing quarterback, which I think is where it makes this Buffalo offense really dangerous, really dangerous. And I I think it gives you an element that makes it challenging to stop. And they've done a great job in Buffalo of building skill players around them. And one of the things they haven't been very good in Buffalo was their offensive line, and I think they've improved in that area. And his ability to run certainly helps that. And I, I just think, look, I think Mahomes will play better this year because I think Andy's going to demand that he plays better this year. I, I think there's a, I think everybody in that building knows he didn't play well last year. Nobody's going to kid, you know, the media and everybody can give him great props, but everybody knows Mahomes too, you know, he kind of became a little bit too too cute. Whereas I think Josh Allen found himself last year. I really do. I think they found themselves, and I, and I think that with the improvements on what they're doing, you know, in terms of the scheme. Can James Cook be that banger that they need to kind of come in there to blend with Singletary? They've got great receivers. I mean, this Gabriel Davis kid now, they draft him in the fourth round. We talk about drafting all these receivers in the first round. This kid in the fourth round, he's made a huge difference to their offense, and they found this McKenzie kid who they picked off off waivers from Denver. Credit Buffalo with doing a really good job of supplementing their team outside of the first round.
4: he talked about Mahomes getting too cute. That might be a byproduct of being too comfortable. Now, there's a lot of quotes coming out this year. Like he said, it's going to be everybody. It's not going to be a one-guy offense this year, and obviously he's preferring to Hill. Mahomes went to either Kelsey or Hill for 45% of his completions and 50% of his yards and touchdowns in his four years as a starter. Hill is gone. In his Juju Smith Schuster, Marque- Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and, of course, they drafted Sky Moore. But there's, like, it's presumptuous to think that he's just going to all of a sudden gel with these new guys. It's fair to say this is going to be an
5: adjustment for Mahomes. Well, what he's going to see is different coverages, right? So he's going to see a completely different scheme. I mean, before he was – when he was on that period where everybody was playing the high safeties and nobody was going to give Tyreek Hill a chance to beat him down the field. Now, not so much. I mean, Juju smith he's nobody's worried about him beating you down the field. Valdez Scanlon can run, but look at his ratio last year. Catches to, catches to targets. Even with the great Aaron Rodgers, it was horrible. It Really inconsistent as a player. Hardeman's a good player, but for Hardeman, he's been a really rather inconsistent – you know, I mean, I think one of the things that you got to say for Kansas City, they took Edwards Hilaire because they felt he was better in the passing game. And Jonathan Taylor's proven he is better than that. Had they taken Jonathan Taylor, this offense would look a lot different. They need Edwards Hilaire to be healthy, they need him to be the guy to kind of keep that thing going. And I think you're going to see Mahomes a little bit more under center. I think you're going to see a little bit different uh, formation settings. I think the ball's still going to go to Travis Kelsey. But I think you're going to see a different style, more of a West Coast flair to what they're doing because now they don't have Hill and they're not going to be able to just worry, predict what the defense is going to be in.
4: You know, as we know, names are a theme here on the Lombardi line, but I will say I don't know if it's harder for me to say Juju Smith Schuster or Russell Westbrook, but those two I always get tripped up on Wassel Westbrook and Juju Switches. I always get tripped up on those two. The next one, you might need a full hour to debate the next quarterback. Who would you rather have? And it's two youngsters, and they're two superstars already. That is Joe Burrow and, of course, Herbert out there in Los Angeles. I don't know how you discern between the two because we'll go ahead and throw up their stats from 2021. Both were prolific. Burrow adds a little bit of something, something as far as the undiscernible, And then Herbert is has been, as you and I dis- discussed yesterday, the statistics are mind-boggling.
5: It's just mind-boggling. He's on a Hall of Fame pr- trajectory where he's headed, you know, in terms of the ability. Now, I I really think he's got to get a better running back. I mean, if he had Joe Mixon in the backfield, look, the skill players for Burrow are really good now. I mean, Tyler Boyd in the slot. You you know, they've got the great Jamar Chase outside. Higgins on the outside there, too. You know, where they got, you know, and he's a big receiver. I mean, this isn't like they have small guys. I mean, their their three receivers are big time, you know, and they give them a chance. And and Burrow has Mixon. I mean, that skill set of those players. And, you know, we forgot to talk about this, but it's kind of been quiet. They added Hayden Hurst. Yep. They added him at tight end to go along with Drew Semple. I mean, that gives them a little bit. I mean, they're a good team. A better supporting cast I think around them than what the than what what we see in Kansas City only because I think Kansas City, I mean, excuse me, in 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 uh the Chargers. I just worry about them not having enough of a back. You know, I I love Eckler. I love Eckler. I think Eckler's great. But I think they need a power back. I think they need a I think they miss Melvin Ingram, I really do. I think they missed that dynamic of those two guys. Now, can Isaiah Spiller as a fourth-round pick do that? We'll see. I mean, I wasn't in love with Joshua Kelly when he was playing that role or Roundtree when he was doing that. But, look, Mike Williams, the bringing him back was key for them. They need Mike Williams because Mike Williams separates the defense.
4: So I'm going to force you here. Burrow 25, Herbert 24. So there's a year difference if you were forced to start a team today but
5: your I probably would take Herbert. You would? Okay. I would take Herbert, yeah. I mean, it's a toss-up. I think both are blue-chip players. There's no denying it. Uh, you know, I didn't really answer the Mahomes one to Allen, but I think th- to me, you know, Mahomes has won. I, I just think Allen is so dynamic wow. with his ability to move, you know, and his ability to become more accurate. I would pick Mahomes over him, but I think it's really closer than you might think. Only because of the last two years, Patrick. I agree. I think his accuracy, you know, I I was making fun of Kyle Brandt when he was talking about three years ago the guy was going to be the MVP of the league, and I'm like, are you kidding me? This guy can't hit the broadside of a barn, And it was true, he couldn't. But through the work with, you know, with Jordan Palmer and the work he's done to improve his accuracy and cut down on some of those horrendous throws, he was struggling to throw the ball down the field. He's really improved. And this element of running, this single wing running offense, I hope they don't get away from it. I really do.
4: You know, there's an innateness to accuracy. You don't generally see. You're generally who you are in college to who you are in the pros. And to have that, that leap, as you've discussed, Michael, I mean, credit to Josh Allen. Dayball did a great job. That's why Giants fans, if there is some hope, it's because, you know, that tutelage of Dayball did help out with Josh Allen. I think the only thing, about, you know,
5: but but Daniel Jones doesn't have that ability. (laughs) It's a, I mean, this is a big human being, Josh Allen. It's a big man. I mean, he's bigger than some of the linebackers.
4: We're back with Will Hill.
3: What's up? I'm John Wall,
1: and I'm CJ Toladonna, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game.
3: Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the
5: 4K TV you've been waiting for.
6: You're listening to The Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi... Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay,
4: discover BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Sign up today and win $200 if you place a $10 money line wager on the playoff game tonight in the NBA. Either team hits a three-pointer. Regardless of your bet's outcome, you're going to win. So you check it out. You see the bonus code. Code 200. I think VSIN 200 works as well. Code 200 to be, to be safe. BetMGM, of course. They got the loyalty program. But tonight, 10 bucks for new betters, $200. Anybody hits a three pointer, 21 years or older, pre- please gamble responsibly. And if you do have an issue, it is 1 800 Gamble Gambler. And this promotional offer is not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. We got you back here on the Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher here in Vegas. We bring in our buddy, New York City Cast, slash podcast, Will Hill is in the mix. And on this Memorial Day Sunday, we remind you, you do have a wife and children, so spend some time with them today. How you feeling? Good morning.
6: I'm good. We got a Game 7. It, it, it's good. It, we really needed it. NBA really needed it because, boy, we'd be sitting here with no game tonight, no game until Thursday if Miami didn't pull off uh, what I think was kind of a miracle. I don't know anybody. I mean, Miami got all annoyed that people were picking against them. How could you not pick against them Friday? I mean, they didn't give you any indication they were going to win that Game 6. And they pulled it off. We got a Game 7. I'm excited for it.
5: So take us through your process on deciding that Darwin Ham would be the best coach for your Lakers. (laughs) Uh, What was your thinking on that? And, and, And then how did you handle when he asked you the question of what are you going to do with Westbrook?
6: Boy, oh, I, I think he's a good hire. I, I really do. I think he's you know, he's well-regarded. You never know with these assistants. I remember Brian Shaw was a well-regarded assistant forever, and he went to, I think it was Denver, and he was just a disaster. It's sort of like these offensive coordinators or defensive coordinators in football. Once they become a head coach, you really don't know how they're going to respond. And Look, I, I think he'll do a good job, but they've got a lot more issues besides head coach. I mean, the ownership is a disaster. Jeannie Buss, just uh, one of the worst owners in sports. The roster is a mess. I do think you'll get a motivated and rested LeBron and Davis. I do think Davis will bounce back. You know, they played a lot of basketball over two years between the bubble, then a shortened offseason, then another shortened offseason. I do think, you know, this past year probably humbled them. I think he'll take some muscle off and become a little more uh, agile, which was really part of his game. He really didn't shoot the ball well. We know what the injury. So I I do think they'll play a little better this year. I think they'll be, it'd be hard to be worse, but uh, they've got a lot of issues again, Westbrook, getting some shooters, getting some two-way players. It, it's kind of a mess right now. And they don't have any assets to get them.
4: Yeah. Pretending Darwin ham, a journeyman is going to have say or influence over a guy that literally calls himself. The King is a little wild. I mean, it's LeBron James, team and Darvin <laughs> Darwin ham is there to kind of get in the mix. I mean, he'll one thing he does wrong against LeBron. He'll be forced out, but like Walton now, and will Hill Lou go- did
6: a good job though. To be fair, Tyron, Lou did a good job. LeBron seemed to have respect him. He is a former player, which helps, but I, I totally agree. Yeah.
4: Point. LeBron, LeBron had a hard time with Mike Brown. He had a hard time with Spolstra. I mean, this is, he challenges the new head coaches, but I agree. Mark, Mark ham is completely respected by everybody. Uh, you got a few plays on this game seven, as you mentioned, will Hill joining us two and a half. Michael mentioned it a couple of shops up to three. The percentages are pointing that way. On the total, they're actually pointing to the over, yet we've seen this total drop to one ninety-five and a half. and a
6: half. Yeah, I guess I'll start with the side here. I do like Boston. I think. Uh, we're all a little crazy trying to predict this game and predict this series because it's just been so haphazard back and forth. Really, there's no rhyme or reason to any of this. Uh, I just think Boston, I think they had a lot of issues the other night because of foul trouble. Horford got into a foul tra- trouble. They had to play some unusual lineups. W- when you're playing a lineup with Marcus Smart, Derek White, and Robert Williams, it's just not a lot of spacing. Miami was able to pack the floor, you know, really – Blitz, Tatum, and Brown, force him into some turnovers, force him into contested shots. There's just not enough spacing with some of those lineups. Uh, I still think Boston's the better team. Uh, if you're betting Miami, I think you have to worry about Butler. I know he was Superman in game six, but game three, he left at halftime, didn't come back. Game four and five, he was terrible. Then game six, like I said, he's great. He was just an all time vintage performance, but he played 46 minutes. Can he do it? Like you guys mentioned, can he bounce back and do it again? Uh, I, I would have concerns about that. Again, this is. Uh, Miami team that looked absolutely dead games four and five and to just come back you know from from the dead in game six is something that I wasn't expecting I I still think Boston's the better team I think Miami has issues offensively especially half court sets Um, I I think the key for them they are 32 and 2 when they shoot 40 percent or better from three they're basically I think 33 and 33 when they shoot under 40 percent so are they going to make their threes? I mean, who, who really knows? None of us. We, we don't have the crystal ball, but I think that's a big stat there. Can Miami make their threes? If they can, they're going to be right in this game and have a chance to win it. Uh, I still favor Boston, though.
5: And, and your thoughts on the over. I mean, that number keeps sinking down. Two of the last three games would have cashed this under. Uh, and where do you sit on that one? See, I, my sense of it is, and, I, and I'm interested to hear your take, I think these good players are going to play good. I I don't think this game's going to be too big for anybody. So I'm figuring that we'll get some good back and forth pacing. I, I would hope so.
6: Yeah, and you guys made a good point. Home court hasn't mattered because the Heat won game one. The road team is four and one ever since. So it's kind of unusual that home court has just been absolutely nothing. I'm with you. I, I came into this series expecting sort of like a Pistons Pacers 2004, you know, 82 79 type of games where it's just ugly. It's low scoring. We really haven't seen that. We saw game. What was it? Five was 83 seven or 93 80. But other than that, I think what's happening is these defenses are so good that the offenses are running every opportunity, trying to get fast break points, trying to get points where the defense isn't set. So uh, I would lean towards the over. I, I think this is just a little low. I, I know all the game seven trends for the under, And these offenses can be a little tight. But again, if you're betting the under, you got to worry about the foul situation late. I just think this is really baked into the number and probably an over adjustment: uh, 195 and a half. That's really cutting it thin here.
4: Will we see a competitive game, boys? That's the question. We did get it. That's, we, the, that's we, the one. We got yeah. one in
6: game six. Will, I think so. You do? I think so. I do. And let me just say this to go a little deeper. There's a lot of pressure on Boston. Let, let's just look at their last five or six years. 2017, they, they lose in the conference finals. Cleveland buries, and Cleveland's a better team. All right, you live with that one. The next year, the Boston's up 2 0 in the conference finals. Cleveland wins game seven in Boston. 2020 conference finals, Boston's favorite over Miami, Miami wins the series. And now here they are another conference finals. They're up three games to two. They're a nine point favorite Friday night at home. If you lose this series now, again, they're young Tatum and Brown are young. Uh, You can't use the young. They've got the experience. Now you just laid it out perfectly. And, and you're in an Eastern Conference. There's still Durant. They're still Embiid. They're still Giannis. Like, the circus doesn't stay in town forever. You don't get these opportunities year in, year out. you got to cash this one in. Plus, you're getting to a finals. That's a good Golden State team, but that's not a great Golden State team. This is an opportunity for Boston to legitimately win a championship here. Uh, this would be a major blown opportunity if they don't win this game tonight.
5: Don't you think it's the same for the Heat, though? I mean, you got Butler, who's got this knee that's not going to get better as he gets older. Lowry looks like he could be near the end. You know, what's their key component? What's their best pieces? You know, I mean, what does Riley do if it does? If he loses this game tonight, what does he do? Like, I mean, I, I think this is both teams have tremendous pressure on them, and I, I just don't think the players. I think the players will respond to it. But, I mean, when, if you're Riley and you lose three games at home, had the home court advantage, you know your best player by far is declining with a knee injury that you knew when you bought him on five years it wasn't going to go five. I mean, I remember sharing texts with you so, telling you I love Butler, but I worry about giving him five years.
6: Yeah, no, it's a fair point. I, I would say this, Miami at least made the finals two years ago, and I just don't think of this Miami team as being great. I mean, Butler's a really good player, but this isn't like a vintage title team, so that's why I just think there's more pressure on Boston just because I think they're better. And look, when you're up three games to two and you're a nine-point favorite in game six it's at unreal. home, to, to not get to a finals here would be a, a really tough pill to swallow here for Boston. That's
4: what I do wonder if they did squander their opportunity. I, I do. The um, You've got a conference MVP here,
6: Will. I think this is mispriced. You can get Jalen Brown 12 to one. Now, if Boston wins, Tatum probably gets it. But there's not that much of a gap between how Tatum has played and how Brown has played. I think if Brown had a big game, they could give it to him. I know he missed the free throws the other night, but Tatum's had his moments here where he's disappeared too with turnovers. Uh, it's amazing. Tatum and Brown only had like you know a handful of shots between them the other night in the second half. So I just think this is a, an interesting price. Brown at 12 to 1. I think this is more wide open than the number suggests because, I, I like I said, Tatum probably wins it, but he hasn't been that much better than Brown. I think if Brown had a big game, he could steal this award.
5: I think whoever has a big game is going to win the award. I mean, seriously, I I think that's going to be – I mean, it's a one game in. I agree with you on Brown. I mean, Tatum has been consistent more so than I thought he would when you break down the numbers, but he doesn't take over the – whoever takes over the game is going to be the MVP.
4: The importance of Hero and then the importance – and we talk about Lowry. Lowry's going to play. But the importance of Robert Williams, the, the status of those two,
6: Will, huge tonight. Yeah, it's important in Miami. Boy, they're fast and loose with this injury report because you look at the (laughs) injury report, you don't know who's healthy, who's not. They basically uh, everybody is on the injury game
4: time decision. Belichick's running their
6: report exactly, and they have this new one warming up with the intent to play. Like, give me a break. Yeah, it's gamesmanship.
4: By the way, we got debris on the course in Monaco. Do you get into this? This F one we got a we got a car that's getting crane lifted off of the Monaco course. F one, everybody's taking over. Will, do you get into
6: it? I haven't gotten into it yet. I see it. it's the new big thing. I, maybe I should start watching it. Do you bet this stuff or you just watch it for fun? I, I They got it on, but Stephen Bond loves it. It's that. It's okay. the Netflix special.
4: <laughs> it. Schumacher's. Yeah. It looks like Schumacher, your boy. That's Will's boy. Um, remember. First off, hopefully you have unlimited text. That, that reminded me when mm-hmm. Michael said you were texting him. Secondly, spend time with your family. And thirdly, enjoy the day. And make sure you listen to Will's podcast. It's over at vsun.com slash podcast, New York City casts. Thank
6: you, Will. All right, thanks for having thanks, me, guys. Will.
4: Appreciate you. Notice how I said spend time with your family day. Goes, we got a game seven tonight. I'm excited. Yeah, Kyler or Lamar? That is the question.
0: Discover Bet MGM, the king of sportsbooks. Sign up today and win two hundred dollars if you place a ten dollar wager on any NBA playoff game and either team hits a three pointer, regardless of your bet's outcome. Simply use bonus code V. Simply use bonus code V. Simply use bonus code V.
2: Simply use. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with G Young Yu. G Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series expats.
0: I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people.
2: If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.